0: Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. On this podcast, we talk about lasting healing from divorce, trauma, and loss through Jesus Christ. Because healing and true redemption have already been extended by a good God, sometimes He's inviting us to partner with Him and receive that healing for ourselves. My name is Ellie Hope Collins, and I'm the host of this podcast, founder of HopeReclaimedMinistries.com, and a coach for individuals healing from divorce, trauma, and loss. In 2016, I discovered my ex-husband's long-term affair, and I was totally broken. Although I was desperate for a restored marriage, that's not what happened. But it wasn't until I chose to go back to every restaurant, listen to every song and relive every memory that reminded me of my marriage and truly surrender everything to God that I really began to live a reclaimed life. And I'm now on a mission to help men and women just like you see true and lasting healing through Jesus. Whether you're experiencing the painful effects of divorce, grieving the death of a spouse or beginning to accept the loss of a dream, you're in the right place. Complete healing and restoration is possible. Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We are continuing our series on community and discipleship by sharing Dylan's story. Dylan is a 34 year old father of three, and he has walked through and is currently walking through a divorce process after a three year long separation. God has turned the worst thing that's ever happened to him into the best thing that ever will. I really think you're gonna enjoy his story, his perspective, and the way that he has intentionally stepped into community and stepped into discipleship um, and discipling other people, but also being a discipled person himself. It's also awesome because Dylan is taking the experience that, it, that he has had through going through a divorce and he is using that as a platform for an Instagram account that he has started. So go and follow him at God Bless this Divorce on Instagram. Um, underscores under every word. I also wanna remind you that if you are a woman going through a divorce process or going through marital separation, please join our reclaimed community gatherings. We have free reclaimed community gatherings once a month, virtually. And the next one is gonna be September 21st. These are absolutely free for women who are experiencing divorce or marital separation. And this is a place for you to share the highs and the lows and talk about the experiences that you've had, but also be pointed to hope in your experience right now. So you can register for that on my website, hopereclaimedministries.com, or in the links found in the notes of this podcast. So don't forget to go and register for that call. All right, and let's just get into this episode with Dylan. Enjoy. Dylan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so glad that you're here. What, what, what fills your days, Dylan? What do you do for fun? Um, does your, your life generally look like day to day?
1: Uh, well, I mean, that obviously is a little bit different now than it was, you know, pre COVID. Oh
0: man. Don't you wish (laughs) we could just like stop talking about it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that'd be nice, but it it does, you know, it gives you a lot of time to catch up on things that you don't get to otherwise. So
0: you're not wrong. You're not wrong. A
1: little bit of a blessing in disguise at some points. Um, But yeah, before, before that happened, um, I have, uh, well, I have three kids and I have Mm -hmm. them with me three nights a week and that equals, you know, pieces of four or five days or whatever that works out to. Um, And so that takes up, you know, evening time, uh, a number of days a week. Other than that, um, serving at my church doing, uh, I co-lead a grade, uh, nine youth group. Oh, um, awesome.
0: That's a fun age.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. And then I do the same with, uh, a kindergarten or sorry, it started in kindergarten. Now they're in grade one, oh, cool. um, as well, but that was always Sunday mornings. Uh, so it wasn't actually, uh you know an after hours kind of thing um
0: so you got a lot of kids in your life you have your own and then you're also pouring into other kids in your church that's awesome
1: yeah and that came about accidentally because I I got this um (laughs) I I wanted to get more involved with my church I'd, Mm -hmm. I'd never even done any kind of serving or anything like that and uh one Sunday the message was all about, you know, if you're if you call yourself a Christian, you need to be serving in some kind of capacity. Wow. And I'd never even thought about that before. So I was like, You okay, were like, i just wanna sit, deep.
0: I just wanna sit in the in <laughs> the pews. I'm sorry, do I have to do something?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, actually it was even a little more ironic than that. Like I I had been thinking like, man, I'm just like crushing this Christian game, like, <laughs> because I was so stoked on how I was mm. like, becoming less bitter and more joyful, even though, you know, things weren't that great in my life at the time. Wow. And I was like, you know what, I know that that is the wrong attitude to have. I know that it's not true that I'm like, just yeah. doing everything right. So I literally prayed, I was like, God, please humble me. Show me what 's going on, and literally the next and won 't he do it the next week at church, the message was that was the whole message wow. was like if you call yourself a Christian, be serving
0: that is so was incredible like, okay.
1: it was isn 't that so just cool. like the
0: Lord to just yeah well, um here you go, this is the word <laughs> yeah. you need, you know yeah. <laughs> that 's incredible,
1: yeah, and so I signed up to play bass in the worship band nice. and uh they told me, yeah, well, that's great, but we have too many bass players already, so <laughs> that's not going to happen. And uh, again, total blessing in disguise, because yeah. my next choice was to sign up to lead the Sunday school class, and that cool. like, was kind of life-changing. So
0: That's amazing. I love yeah. hearing that. It's so interesting, again, how the Lord just will give you the word that you need, and it's not the word you yeah. think you need, necessarily, Where yeah. where he just... He just breaks in and he's he's like, "This is exactly what you need right now. This is where I'm leading you. This is where you're going." And I love that you said that you you know you were experiencing this time of joy and and contentment and kind of re- rejecting and and rejecting some bitterness, even when things weren't perfect in your life because you faced a lot of challenges, you faced a lot of hardship. And, um, and um, divorce is a part of your story. So I'd love for you to just touch on that a little bit. And, and then I'm, I, I'm really excited to dig more into this discipleship and community that you've stepped into.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess the, the start of that story would be that, I mean, I was born into a Christian home and like raised in a Christian community and everything. Mm-hmm um, went to Sunday school and youth group and stuff like that. Uh, but never, my family never regularly attended church. Like it wasn't a priority. It was mm-hmm. just kind of how everyone had loosely been raised. So there was no like a real spiritual relationship. It was just kind of a knowledge that, you know, this is good. This is bad. Try to land somewhere reasonable in between. Yeah. Um, and so Yeah, that's kind of how my view of spirituality was. Um, I knew enough that I wanted, like, that when I got married, it had to be to someone who claimed to be a Christian as Mm -hmm. much as I claimed to be a Christian. But that was it. There was no, like, deeper meaning to that. And Mm -hmm. so that's what happened. Um, Married the first girlfriend that I ever had only girlfriend I've ever had (laughs) and uh, we were married for 10 years and then very casually one day she mentioned she didn't know what she wanted anymore and Mm -hmm. uh, that within a matter of months kind of spiraled down into uh, the marriage falling apart and uh, fighting for (laughs) fighting to restore that for about nine Mm -hmm. months before uh, she said, no, we got to sell the house and sold the house and officially started separate lives. And that was about, I think about two years ago, or she, okay. she moved out on December 1st, 2018, I believe. Okay. So that's the timeline.
0: And man, yeah, those, uh, those dates stand out, don't they? I mean, we, we know those yeah. dates very well when, when kind of the world shatters when, uh, when, what we thought was, um, ceases to be, it's, it's amazing how those dates kind of stand out. I remember those very well. And I know a lot of people do. Um, so, I mean, that must've been just excruciatingly challenging for you. Um, what happened after that for you personally, how did, how did the Lord lead you through a healing process?
1: Um, well, some point, like 2018 was the the hardest year. Um, and that kind of, I don't remember how I originally brought up what I was going through to friends. Like I, Mm -hmm. I remember feeling like I didn't have any super close friends. Like I had good friends that we'd have a good time and whatever. But at the same time, you know, I was you know, raising a young family and it's like, you don't have time to go hang out with friends almost ever. So like all (laughs) those relationships weren't really a thing at that point. And then all of a sudden the marriage started to not be a thing. And so it was like, well, now it, it's almost like you have no one there. Mm -hmm. And so I, I did reach out to one of my friends at some point and he was in youth ministry and and everything he was very wise and helped he opened my eyes to like all sorts of things that I should have known about and just never did like love languages and unconditional mm. love and like uh he kept stressing like you know be a soft landing like love like know that stuff is you know not going to be awesome but just love your wife and yeah. make her feel comfortable to come back and like whatever pursue
0: her yeah that whole yeah that that's um softening your own heart almost to be able to allow restoration to occur that's yes
1: yeah and like I he he recommended the a book called the love dare which some people are probably familiar with (laughs) so I did that and uh (laughs) yeah really put a lot of effort like a changed effort like I'd never Mm. done I mean that's totally on me that I should have made that kind of effort all the time and just didn't but um yeah it really changed my whole perspective on marriage and what love Mm. really is and it was extremely helpful um obviously it didn't impact (laughs) the the marriage or save it but it changed me enough that it was you know still an extremely valuable exercise and and realization um and then yeah i started talking to a few other friends about it um one of them invited me to his church um and i remember getting that call i was home alone i got the call he's like hey i'm passing by your town on my way to church no pressure no obligation but if you want you're welcome to hop in with me and, and let's go. And I was very hesitant and he's like, you know what? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just like, if you want to go, I'll be by your place in about 10 minutes passing by anyway. So just call me back. And so I thought about it. And I was like, I know the right answer is to go. <laughs> so right. I guess I'll call him back and go. I didn't even know like how to dress to go to church. I was like, right. what? Do I wear a
0: tie? What do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Do I need to shower? Who knows?
1: So, um, I called him back. I said, sure, let's go. Went. It was fine. I didn't feel anything like that, anything special, whatever. But what it did do was open my mind to that, you know, that possibility. So the next kind of few weeks, I don't know exactly how long it was, but another friend of mine asked me, it's like, Hey, do you want to come check out my church? And I was like, okay, I did it once I'll, I'll come along kind of knowing again, like, it's probably not going to change my life or anything, Mm -hmm. but it it can't hurt.
0: It's something to do on a Sunday morning, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And as it turns out, I was wrong because it completely changed my life that time. (laughs) I walked. Yeah. Like I walked in. And I don't know for sure that it was the very first time that I went, but it makes it a better story. So I'll say that. Let's say that it's the first time. time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: like that. I like that version.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, I just, I felt so at home, even though I'd never been there, like just everything about it just hit right. And I was like, okay, this is, this is everything that I didn't even know a church could be. Hmm. And it was like, cool. If this is, if this is how it is, I'm going to come here all the time. And so (laughs) I went, I guess, a few weeks probably without the kids and then started bringing my kids along. Uh, They fell in love with the Sunday school program there. And uh, that's an important
0: aspect when there's children. Yes. The kids got to love the Sunday school.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And my son had always been so anxious about Sunday school. Like the, Mm -hmm. the couple times that we had, gone to church previously he wouldn't even go to the sunday school he would come to the service and just okay. like play lego behind the pews and stuff yeah. um but here it was he found like actually there was someone it was like a distant relative of mine that i happened to see oh, wow. and i was like hey son this is kind of your cousin why don't you play <laughs> with him and uh so it that got him totally comfortable with it. And they've been in love with it ever since.
0: Wow. That's Um, so cool. How cool that the Lord led you in those ways where first you, first you had a softening of your heart. It sounds like where you read these books, you knew that you needed to, it was almost like the Lord was convicting you without you realizing it was the Lord convicting you that, that to pursue, to, to, um identify these areas where you have fallen short for all have for all fall short of the glory of god i mean all have sinned yeah. so we all have those have those things and especially when we go through divorce it is so important that we're able to identify those things so we're not just pointing the finger at the other person it's so easy oh, to yeah. do that my gosh oh, yeah. it took me so long <laughs> to realize Where, where I, where I went wrong in this, I kept pointing the finger. And I think that's a very common experience that we have, but it's so amazing that the Lord did that for you first, where you were able to kind of do your own little repentance. And then he led you to his heart through church.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. And, and, um, it was cool to see him working. Like there were a couple moments where it was like okay, God's like, he's really paying attention to my life here. Um, <laughs> one of those was um, the first time, like when when I was, <laughs> we'll say evicted from our bedroom in the house yeah. and went to sleep on the basement floor on like a kid's mattress. And mm, like, must I have been I a little waking moment. up. <laughs> yeah, I remember waking up there one morning and for whatever reason deciding to look for scripture to help me through Mm -hmm. this time like I'd never looked up a bible verse to help me with something before Mm -hmm. um so I just like googled like you know I don't know what I said verses to help in divorce or verse Mm -hmm. verses to help through hard times or something like that um and the first verse that came up was James 1 or the first book, and I read that, and I was like, this is, like, exactly yep. describes not only what I'm going through, but everything I need to help me through the next, you know, what would become three years, I'm counting, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hard times.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, and that's the, the count it all joy, my brother's passage, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Yeah, and, uh, you the know,
0: testing of your faith develops perseverance. Exactly.
1: That's the, that's
0: the thing that, that, that you're, you were tested in this faith, but then that, what, what that says is that perseverance is the outcome of this testing. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it was, yeah, it was awesome. And, mm. uh, so I was like, and there is more to that story that makes it extra ironic and cool, but I, I I probably shouldn't share that because it gets it's, kind of name specific. So yes. we'll leave that out, but <laughs> just imagine. thats a story for a another door, time. But yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's so amazing. And I love that you can, you can identify something like that, that an, an instance like that, that could be like, you know, whatever you kind of, you can kind of write that off as like, well, I Googled it. That's, you know, of course I got a, the right answer, but you were able yeah. to see that as no, this was God showing his love and showing that he, actually cares for your specific, your specific pain right now.
1: Yeah. And, and the other time that that was like really obvious to me was, uh, exactly with the love dare. Like, I don't know if you're Mm -hmm. familiar, like every day there's a different, you know, verse and different task that you're supposed to carry out to, you know, show your love in a new way kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the the Bible story for this one day. And I, I think that I was actually questioning. Yeah, that's and again, I'm, I'm stretching this to make, I don't think that I'm lying. When I say this, I just, uh, <laughs> it's been a while since I thought about it. Yeah, no
0: problem. Um,
1: I was in the process of kind of wondering, like, okay, what am I doing here? Like, I'm clearly fighting a losing battle. I, mm. I don't, feel necessarily it's right to give up pursuing this Mm -hmm. marriage and whatever but like it doesn't seem like it's going to work and this is me like we're still sharing a house at this point but she's openly dating like another guy and it's Mm -hmm. like what am I doing yeah and I had that thought and I go on (laughs) that day's reading from the love dare was (laughs) <laughs> the story of Hosea and Gomer. Oh, and it was like, okay, it's all about pursuing yeah. despite the obvious reasons not to. Yeah. And it was like, okay, again, just message received. Like, I know what I'm supposed to mm-hmm. do. And at the time, I thought, you know, okay, this means that I'm supposed to do this. And therefore, it means that it's going to work out, which. <laughs> again, is not how it happened, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter because it was so important in my healing process to know that I did everything yes. that I possibly could have so that I'm not left with questions.
0: Absolutely. And,
1: and what was extra cool, I started thinking like sometime almost right after that, I was like, okay, I would love to, you know, maybe maybe if my wife just came to church with us and the kids with me and the kids one time like maybe somehow that would make a difference so like i invited her knowing like it's probably not going to happen but we'll just hope for the best kind of thing um and for the whole week after i invited her i was just praying like god please let her agree to come along Mm -hmm. and if that happens please just have the pastor just absolutely speak to something that's going to just like knock this out of the park, like just make it work. And literally like she didn't commit to coming for the whole week. And then as we were like walking out the door, she was like, okay, fine. I'll come along. Like, wow. It was, it was like, I was basically having to speed to the church because we were like that late to yeah. <laughs> to walk out the door but i was like i don't care this is this has to happen
0: it's important
1: yes and we got there dropped the kids off at sunday school went to the went to the service and i remember just sitting in the in the seat like laughing to myself because the pastor talked about the story of hosea
0: oh my goodness
1: And like there was probably five or six different points that I had already talked to my wife about specifically that the pastor was hitting like just over and over. And, and it's almost like, it's crazy because he literally at one point said like, this is a quote from this, (laughs) from his message. He said, here's the part you don't like you are Gomer. Yeah. And it was like, we this all is, are gomer. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's what he meant and it was like wow. I was like there's there couldn't be a more clear message here like yeah. whether or not this changes anything it's at least proof that like yeah. there is a direction that this
0: absolutely yeah and the and the lord's hand is on it yes yeah, yeah. so, so just for those that that aren't familiar with that story i want to give a just a quick overview yeah, yeah. with that so so the book of hosea is in the old testament so this is before jesus and um and god had sent specific prophets to israel to speak um, to speak life and to tell them to turn from their wicked ways and go back to the Lord to, to call them back into covenant. And, um, and Hosea was one of those prophets that God actually called him to marry a prostitute and knowing full well that she was going to keep turning from Hosea and to go back to prostitution. And, um, but that, but that Hosea was called to continue to go back to her to woo her, to love her unconditionally and radically in that way. Um, and, and man, that's the story that, that God is speaking over us, that he is loving us unconditionally and so profoundly in that way where we are the ones that keep turning away from him, but he is radically pursuing us at every turn. Wow that's yeah. so incredible that you had that, that revelation and that was confirmed in church with your yeah. wife sitting there. Wow. Yeah, God is so good. Doesn't yeah. he, I mean, he just, he takes these things and it was, it was cool. I mean, I think I even just quoted Hosea two 15 before this God takes a valley of trouble, make it a doorway of hope. <laughs> what the heck? We didn't, we didn't even <laughs> plan that. Right. But, um, <laughs> but I just love that he does these things to show his love. He doesn't need to do these things, but he is saying, Dylan, I see you. I love you. I, I know what you're doing. Keep going. He's giving us these, these beautiful little nuggets of love. And, yeah. um, and I just want to encourage the listener too. as you're listening to this, God is doing that to you. Are we, are, are you open to that? Are you, are you, are your ears open Are your eyes open for you to see how God is radically pursuing you right now? Because he is.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, you really hit it on the head there. <laughs> yeah. So it's so easy to miss that.
0: It's so easy to miss that, but, but you, you didn't you had eyes for it, praise the Lord. Um, that that he had already been working in your heart so that you could come to the point to realize it. That's yeah. so
1: awesome. And and that's something that I feel too, like even more so now. I'm like, you know, there's so many years that I didn't really, really follow God. And he yeah. he stuck with me anyway and was like, no, you know what, it's worth it. I'm I'm still gonna, you know reach down and help him when, when he needs it and turn this around. And uh, he considered it worth it. And I'm uh, extremely grateful for that. That's
0: so <laughs> wonderful. Um, Cause I, I fully believe that God, that, that God desires restoration in marriage. I believe that full fully that he, he wants that. Um, but he doesn't come in the way of people's will and he doesn't yeah. come in the way of, of choice. And, um and, and I, I believed that God was going to restore my marriage. That's not what happened. That's not what my ex-husband chose. And we took steps to file. I, I took the step to file for divorce um, after, after that was something he didn't want um or that res- restoration in the marriage wasn't something he wanted. So what God does is he sure. That's not his first plan for us, but he makes this new plan. He makes this new way of, of calling us to say, no, but I'm going to bring restoration to you, to you personally. And I see that that's what he's done in your heart, Dylan. That's incredible. I mean, he is, he, that restoration in your marriage was not something that happened, but God has taken this situation and he's brought restoration to you personally that is so amazing. Um, what I would love for to touch on quickly is is what has you know you're 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 discipling kids, you're discipling your own children, but you're also doing this. You're also doing youth ministry and you're doing Sunday school. This is so cool. Um, what has discipleship looked like for you? How have people in your life discipled you in this process of healing?
1: Um. Yeah. Like my friends, like I talked about, they definitely opened doors and opened my mind to, to things. Um, And specifically the two friends that invited me to church were friends of mine that had gone through this same process a year and two years before me. They didn't have kids, so it wasn't exactly the same, but Mm -hmm. the stories were virtually identical. So actually how it happened I when I was still happily married one of those friends called me and said my marriage is falling apart like this just happened whatever I was like oh did you know that so-and-so's marriage also like same thing and he's like no I didn't so he he called him they were just acquaintances at the time and uh so they ended up bonding over that and then whatever, a year later, then it was my turn to tell them, Hey, now that happened to me. <laughs> Did and I joined the club by the way. <laughs> yeah. And by that time, I think they were, I think they were both. Um, maybe they were living together by that point. Cause they were moved out and, and mm-hmm. divorced or uh, at least well on the way to divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I, Um, actually ended up moving in with them for a a month and a bit, um, during the process after I sold my place. Um, and actually that was another kind of cool story where, uh, (laughs) I, I bought my new place Mm -hmm. and it was literally 10 minutes before I went to pick up the keys to take possession of my place. And I get a Mm -hmm. call from the lawyer that says, Oh, by the way, you can't move in yet. Uh, there's a gas leak at your place. And
0: oh gosh.
1: <laughs> so I'm like, okay. First Where do I all, go? <laughs> if well, I mean first of all, I was like, man, if that had happened like you know oh, any right. other time, yeah, first of all, I could have died. Secondly, right. <laughs> like <laughs> whatever. And so not only did I not die from it, I ended up getting a free brand new furnace because the previous owners had to pay for it and something to sneeze at right
0: there
1: yeah and I got got to move in with two of my best friends um for a month while my place got prepared for me Mm -hmm. and just having that kind of support and understanding like I mean it wasn't like we were sitting around just sharing this like sage wisdom constantly or anything like that (laughs) but just to like just to be able to hang out and play video games and eat pizza together mm-hmm. and just like know without even having to say anything yeah. that like we get each other we know yeah. what each other's been through and each one's at a different step in the the healing process and uh it was just so valuable to wow just live that every day
0: that's so awesome and especially because you know when you're when it divorce can feel like such an isolating experience. It, it, it is an isolating experience because you're, it, it's a tearing away of your soul and i um, and, and your flesh because you are one flesh when you become married and then, and you're walking around with, without an arm, you know, it's, it's so painful. And, um, and so, you know, it can, it can feel so shameful when we're, when we're going around this process, um, towards other people it can feel very shameful and it can feel, um, very isolating and how cool that you, that the Lord put these two guys that were just ahead of you in, in the process, just ahead of you to, um, to just be with you. Um, like you said, it didn't have to be something super profound all the time, but just in doing life with, with these guys, but they were also the ones to speak into you and bring you to church and, and kind of lead you to the Lord, lead you back to the Lord. That is incredible. Um, what a, what a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I know that I know that now you have a desire to do that same thing with other guys, with other people going through it.
1: Yeah, I mean, ideally, I mean, I saw what that did in my life. And Mm -hmm. I just thought that was so cool and valuable. And uh, I just thought, you know, how cool would it be to be able to pay that forward? And, you know, I recognize that not everyone has two best friends that understand Mm -hmm. exactly what they're going through. Um, So I just thought, well, if there's, if I can even in any way, be that for someone else, like, how cool would that be? So that's what kind of led me to to start writing what hopefully will be a book one day Mm -hmm. and then uh, start trying to promote that with the social media page that I hope might help or encourage people. And actually, quite surprisingly, like some messages that I've gotten on there and some people I've met through there, like within the first month, I was just like blown away by, you know how something I said could impact someone in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And it was such cool reassurance that doesn't matter how small time it is or like how few people it's, you know, reaching, it can make an impact that is significant still.
0: Come on. That's so awesome. It's, it's such a gift to be able to sit with someone in their pain and be able to take again, take your valley of trouble, (laughs) and make it a doorway of hope for someone else. It's like your capacity for empathy, your capacity for, for love and support for someone else is so deep because of the pain that you, that you've experienced, then you can stand with somebody and encourage them in their process. It's, it's the coolest gift on the planet. (laughs) Like I, (laughs) I'm always, I'm so blown away every time I get to do that to like, be sitting with somebody in their, in their stuff. And so, um, yeah, I w- what I would love for you to do is, um, share what do you wish you knew or, or what would you have said to yourself when you were in the depths of the pain, the depths of the hurt? Um, what would you say to your, your former self at that time?
1: Um, I would probably, I mean, I hesitate to say that I would change anything because I feel like everything worked so, you know, yeah. worked so well that I, I'm thankful for every step that, that happened, but definitely what I realized and what I would tell anyone going through it is that the focus, like my focus was always off like throughout the whole marriage throughout the whole separation up to a certain point my my whole goal was the marriage like I never understood Mm -hmm. how I was supposed to love my how I was supposed to love God more than my wife and kids like Mm -hmm. and even though I knew that I was supposed to I never felt that way and I think it was a real game changer to to realize that you know loving god first should be the goal and the reason it it can be the goal is because when you love god first it enables you to love everyone else in your life better like it it opens up it gives you access to his love to shower other people with that love and that's way better than what my love priority looks like yes (laughs) when I'm giving it to someone else so that that was a realization where it was like okay my marriage is not the end game here like it's yes it should be it is very important obviously yeah but at the end of the day it's it's my relationship with God that should have always come first and you know he's gonna make happen what is meant to happen yeah
0: And that's what he's done. That's what he's done in your life. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. I, I just, that's such a beautiful word because um, marriage is so valuable. And especially when you're in a crisis mode in your marriage, it, it, you're, you're in crisis mode. (laughs) You're, you're saving, you're trying to save everything you can. The, the, the house is on fire and you're trying desperately to save it. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing. It's important. Um, but it's the, it's that perspective shift to say, um, let's not idolize our marriage. Let's not idolize our spouse. Let's not idolize our kids, but let's not have any other gods before our God, before, yeah. before Jesus, he is number one, everything else comes after that. Um, and that's, that is, man, I can so resonate with that, with that in my, in my first marriage. I'm so grateful to be in, to be in a marriage now that we both practice that we both practice yeah. Jesus first. And he is the first love and um and so I just that's that's possible that's so possible. there's so much grace um and and how cool that you're getting this opportunity to to put that into practice now now as you as yeah. you're a single dad, you're able to put this into practice putting um loving the Lord first. that's so awesome. I love it
1: yeah, it really it really made it all worth it like it was it was kind of a crazy realization to be like you know ironically if the marriage hadn't fallen apart I would be a worse father or less prepared Mm. to be a good father and like now that this has happened and I've learned what I've learned like I'll be a way better father and friend and disciple and like everything like which made it all so worth it and that's that's a game-changing realization for me too where it's like yeah this this sucked but it is worth it
0: <laughs> yeah that's man that that just about sums it up this sucked yeah. but it was worth it <laughs> my <laughs> gosh yeah that's um i mean that could be that could have been your uh your instagram handle too <laughs> this sucked, but it was worth it. Um, but I would, I would love for you to share with, with our listeners, where can they find you if they're interested in, in getting some of this encouragement over on Instagram, um, or elsewhere, how can people get in touch with you? Um, where can they go? Uh,
1: well, yeah, right now it is just the Instagram page. Mm -hmm. It's, it's called God bless this divorce. Um, and I don't actually I don't know how that works. It's it's, it's underscores, right? Yeah. Underscore bless, underscore this, underscore divorce. That's as of now, the only outlet that I have for this, but hopefully at some point, you know, I'll figure out exactly where it's going and develop some other things as well. But for now, this is That's
0: great. And that's, and that's where the Lord you're being faithful with where the Lord's calling you. Um, and that's, that's the most beautiful thing. He's going to speak to you about where to go. Um, and I know, especially man, if I've learned anything in this process of like having this ministry and like, and this is nothing huge by any means, but I've tried to manipulate and do a lot of things on my own (laughs) to be like, this is where it should go. And the Lord's like, "Mm, let's maybe this is actually what it needs to be. So, um, so I just, I just bless you with that, with, with hearing his voice clearer than any other person in your ear, telling you what to do, um, or yourself saying, what yeah. you should do. So I bless you with that Dylan, but, <laughs> um, but I bless, I, I just want to bless our our listeners as well. People listening to this podcast and Dylan, would you, would you take some time and we just pray for those people listening today that, um that are wherever they are in their process of healing or, um, or sitting in their pain, um, feeling an absence of healing. I would love for you to just speak life over them and just say a quick prayer.
1: Yeah, for sure. So- um dear jesus thank you for this day thank you for this opportunity that we have here to share testimony and to inspire and hopefully provide some hope Um, i'm sure there are people listening to this that feel like there is no hope and feel like there's no chance that they'll ever (laughs) really feel happy again um and if that's the case i just pray that you speak to them and Tell them that uh, there is there is hope. There always is. And uh, if they draw near to you and, and get the priorities right the way that you intend them to be, they're going to experience pure joy just the way that uh, you say that it will be. Mm-hmm. And I just pray that you will let everyone understand that and encourage everyone to make that effort to draw near to you Mm -hmm. so that they can feel that for themselves um thank you for everything you've done in my life and bringing me and ellie together to share this story and uh, everything you've done in her life as well and just pray that you can do the same for whoever is listening we love you amen
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Dylan. This means the world. Thank you, listeners. Um, Again, if you are interested in more information about what Dylan does, you can find his handle, his Instagram handle in my show notes. Um, But it is um, at God bless this divorce underscores between each word. Um, And you can you can find that information there. Um, So be blessed, everyone. Thanks so much.